International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to our continuation of Series 19. This one looking at the players of the 2023 Asian Cup due to be played in January 2024. This episode is looking at the players of Australia. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and this is Series 19 on the players of the 2023 Asian Cup played in 2024. This episode covers Australia's players. I know I'm wearing a Brazil shirt and I feel tremendous shame about that. I think I told the story that uh, my brother bought me an Australia shirt uh, when we were visiting London. And uh, I'm very upset, as I think I've mentioned in another podcast when we did Australian players for the World Cup, uh, that it's gone missing and I'm very upset. Uh, so uh, at least I tried to get the colors right here, but uh, um, the Brazil shirt, I hope, uh, doesn't offend Australians. Anyway, we are doing this media uh, cast in two parts. Part one is a look at the candidates for the squad and their likelihood of making it. Uh, we think we went into too much detail in previous player media casts we've done, so we're aiming for a lighter, more listener-friendly version this time. Uh, part two will come out when the squad lists are released and um, the final squad selected. Uh, we think that will be in late December. And then we'll go back over our list uh, that we built this time and um, see who made it and who didn't. And we'll also cover a couple of other things, but I'll talk about that more at the end. Uh, we have made a separate video on what we'll be covering over the next nine months. YouTube watchers can see the link uh, to that on the screen, and it can also be found in the show notes for both watchers and listeners. Uh, in short, we're focusing on the Asian and African Cups, both of those taking place in early 2024. And we've also started coverage of our World Cup 2026 qualifying, uh, looking at the preliminary round of Asian qualifying. Those um, episodes are out. Uh, this episode will have three sections. So section one, where we give some general information on the team. Section two is the main part, where we go through the candidates in each position and um, decide on their likelihood and the reason why we think so. And section three, uh, we'll give some closing thoughts and preview part two in more detail. So let's begin. And we start with section one. We're going to talk about uh, the team. So a few comments on the squad. Uh, they played in the World Cup in 2022. So their starting team was pretty much solidified uh, then. There are some players who have come into or out of the picture uh, in the games during the fall of uh 2023. So it's October when we're recording this and they had games in uh, September and October. The only retirement is uh, one player, Aaron Moy. So uh, Aaron Moy, uh, though he's uh, 33 years old, he's not only retired from international but from club soccer 
as well. So the last uh, club he played with was Celtic in Scotland. And uh, he was in China and with uh, various clubs in England prior to that. So uh, his career spanned from 2012 to 22. But it actually took him a while to get on the uh, national team, at least as far as tournaments go. So he was selected for the preliminary squads in um the 2011 and 2015 Asian Cups, but didn't make the final cuts there, and not even selected for the preliminary squad in the 2014 World Cup. But from uh, from 2017 Confederations Cup onwards, he was part of the squad. Uh, oh no, wait, he was uh, actually injured for the Asian Cup in 2019. But he was a starter in the World Cup in 2018 and uh, 2022, and uh, he is not available um, for them uh, for those tournaments. The next thing we'll look at is uh, club affiliations of the players. So in the past they have had um, uh, some players with top tier clubs, um, for example uh, Premier League in England, uh, but they don't have that anymore, although a lot of them do play for uh, kind of second tier clubs. Uh, and these would be kind of at the level of the Champions League, uh, Championship League in England. Uh, so there are a couple there, uh, Leicester City and Middlesbrough, for example. And uh, outside of England, uh, teams at a similar level um, in uh, Al Alkmaar in the Netherlands, Standard Liège in Belgium, Toulouse in France and Parma in Italy. And not actually that many of them play for uh, uh, clubs in Australia, just a few of them there. Okay, let's move on to their recent games. And uh, we're not concerned with the scores here. We're more concerned with the players. Uh, but just to let you know um, uh, what they've done over the past two years, because that's the period we look at when we look at the recent participation of the players. So from January... Uh, to March uh, 2022, they uh, fi finishing off their World Cup qualifiers, so they had four games there. Uh, however, they had to go through some playoffs uh, to get to the World Cup. Uh, both of those were in June 2022. So the first one was the uh, Asian Region playoff against UAE, which they won. And the next one was the Intercontinental playoff against Peru, which they won on penalties to reach the World Cup. And you probably know that the World Cup uh, was in December of 2022. So uh, 2022, uh, very much concerned with reaching and then playing in the World Cup. Uh, in 2023, they've had some friendlies. So they had two friendlies in March. Um, I won't put that in the notes, but I think it may be significant to keep in mind that they only had one friendly in June and one friendly in September, uh, and then they had two friendlies in October. So um, in terms of kind of building the team towards this cup, uh, the June and September games gave them less opportunity than most of the countries that we've seen. It probably doesn't matter because the team was uh, probably pretty well established from the World Cup. Let's look at the formations that they've been using. And really, they uh, have been uh, using three formations uh, over these two years that we're talking about. So in um, uh, 
let's look at two of the World Cup games uh, in from January to June. Uh, two of them were a 4-2-3-1 formation. Two of them were a 4-1-4-1 formation. And two of them were a 4-4-2 formation. Uh, and that is actually true in the World Cup too. It was 4-1-4-1 in their first World Cup uh, games. And then uh, they switched to a 4-4-2. And the same is true in their friendly since the World Cup. Uh, a variety of those formations without going into too much detail. Uh, so it's always four in the back and usually one forward. But in the last three games, they have switched to a 4-4-1-1 formation, a bit of an odd formation. Uh, so uh, keeping the four at the back, but a, a line of four uh, in the midfield and then one kind of uh, secondary striker or supporting attacker and uh, one forward. And uh, we'll see the reason for that as we go through the players. There is no... There does seem to be a specific reason. Anyway, uh, the main point there is there's always four at the back, and uh, the midfield formation uh, switches up, but um, doesn't matter that much, I think. And uh, usually uh, one forward, uh, although uh, one of the formation has two forwards. Uh, finally, we're going to look at upcoming games uh, before we move on to section two. And... Um, they had begin 2026 World Cup qualifying in November here. Uh, and they have two games. Uh, the first one is uh, against one of the teams that went through the preliminary round, which was in October. Uh, we covered these, uh, these uh, playoff preliminaries uh, in a separate set of uh, media cards. So if you want to learn more about Bangladesh, uh, you can check that out. That's Australia's first opponent, and they play them at home. Uh, the second one is uh, Palestine away, but with the uh, political troubles there, I doubt that game will take place, at least in, it, it wouldn't take place in Palestine. Uh, nevertheless, that's their opponent on November 20th, um, with a chance of that game being postponed, I suppose. So uh, those are, uh, especially the game against Bangladesh, maybe gives them a chance to uh, experiment uh, a little bit with their team. They don't necessarily have to field their top players uh, because they're likely to beat Bangladesh. They also have one friendly uh, planned, and that's in Bahrain, probably to acclimatize themselves to the, uh, to the Asian Cup in Qatar uh, this time around. And that's on January 5th. They play Bahrain uh, in Bahrain. All right, let's move on to section two. And uh, we look at the candidates, introduce them, and rate their likelihood of uh, making the cup. So uh, we uh, have uh, Graham Arnold still as the manager. And we rate him probably as a definite because we don't think he'll be fired before the tournament. He's been with Australia for so long. Uh, in in this go-around, he's been Australia national team manager since 2018. And this is his second time uh, managing the national team. He was also in charge as a caretaker manager from 2006 to 2007 and actually took them through the 2007 Asian Cup. 
So uh, he took them through the 2019 Asian Cup and the 2022 World Cup. And uh, he's been involved quite a bit with Australia as an assistant manager or a manager of one of the uh, underage teams usually the under-23 team, as well as managing a couple of clubs in his career, uh, both in Australia and uh, one club in Japan. Okay, so that is the manager, Graham Arlen, uh, Arnold, and we expect him to, to be there. Let's uh, move on to the next section, goalkeepers. And uh, we'll, we'll introduce the player names first, and then uh, their likelihood, and then go over... Uh, the situation uh, in a narrative way. So uh, we have a definite candidate in Matthew Ryan, or Matty Ryan, as he's uh, usually called. Um, next, we have a likely candidate in Andrew Redmayne, and a possible candidate in Tom Glover. Uh, and uh, in this uh, series, we're not really going to put... Uh, uh, players who are possible or uh, possible but unlikely on the list or uh, players who seem to be off the squad on the list unless we see a reason to. Um, we'll just mention those players by names. But I, I, I do think I'm going to put uh, the two possible but unlikely candidates on the list here because uh, I think there's a chance one of them may be selected. Uh, Joe Go uh, Gauchi is the first one, and Ashley Maynard Brewer uh, is the second one. But we're not going to get into their bios. We also have a couple of players who seem to be off the squad, um, and that is Michelle Langerak and uh, Danny Vukovic. So they're veterans on the team who seem to be uh, uh, gone now. Actually, Danny Vukovic, uh, I haven't... Uh, received official word that he's retired, but I'm guessing that may be the case. He was uh, uh, a backup keeper for the World Cup in 2022, but he hasn't played since then. Anyway, uh, we will leave uh, those guys off the list and then uh, bring them back on if they do appear on the team again. Meanwhile, let's go to the main candidate and talk about Maddie Ryan. So he's the captain of Australia, and he's been with the team since 2012 and has 82 caps. And he's been their starting keeper uh, since the 2014 World Cup, uh, never missing a tournament. Currently playing for uh, uh, Aze Alkmaar in Netherlands and uh, has played in, in a lot of different countries. We won't go into too much detail. We consider him a definite candidate because he started 17 of the 19 games over the past two years, and uh, just two games there that he wasn't selected for. So uh, uh, not only a definite candidate to reach the uh, tournament, but to probably be a starter as well. Uh, Andrew Redmayne has been with the team since 2019, uh, just four caps for this likely candidate. He is 34 years old, so uh, obviously difficult to uh, push past Matty Ryan uh, to get on the field. But he was a backup keeper in the 22, uh, 2022 World Cup. That was his uh, first tournament. And he started uh, one of the games over the last two years, and he was subbed in for one and on the bench for 15. So only two matches that Andrew Redmayne was not selected for. Uh, those matches were uh, 
the single games they had in June and September. So uh, for a while, it looked like he might be off the squad, but he came back for the two games in October. Uh, and so we consider him still likely. Uh, the possible candidate is Tom Glover. He doesn't have any caps for Australia. He's 26 years old. He plays for Middlesbrough in England uh, since recently, since 2023, and was with Melbourne City in Australia uh, prior to that. And he got his first appearance on the bench in June of this year, 2023, and didn't start any games, but he was on the bench for all four. So uh, kind of uh, looks like he's moving into the uh, third string goalkeeper position. But then uh, the reason we added Joe Gauchy and Ashley Maynard Brewer as the possible but unlikely um, uh, candidates was because Tom's, Tom Glover's position doesn't seem quite assured yet. So uh, let's finish just with a bit of a narrative. It seems uh, Maddie Ryan uh, is clearly the starter. Things were about, uh, a bit unclear with Gauchy and Maynard Brewer uh, seemingly making a bid for the backup spot in the June and September games. But then Redmayne uh, returned in October and it now seems decided. Um, although in the November games, we'll have to see uh, if Tom Glover uh, really does look like the third string keeper. Okay, on to the central defence. And uh, we have uh, three definite candidates here. Usually they bring five or six to the cup. Uh, we have Harry Sutar as a definite candidate, Kai uh, Rolls, and uh, Milos Daganak, although uh, we consider him definite to uh, be on the squad for the cup. He's almost certainly going to be a substitute. Uh, Thomas Deng is a uh, possible candidate, so we have uh, several possible candidates here. Uh, Thomas Deng, uh, Gianni Stensness, Gianni Stensness there, uh, Bailey Wright, uh, Alessandro Circati. Uh, and uh, finally, Cameron Burgess. So five possible candidates there. So uh, we go back and take a look at these uh, players. Uh, Harry Sutar is with Leicester in England, and he has 17 caps and an amazing seven goals uh, for the team, I guess. Uh, that actually kind of shows uh, a bit about Australia because we're going to see later that they're... Uh, a bit lacking in scorers, and uh, obviously uh, getting their goals, a lot of their goals from set plays, from corners or free kicks, with the big central defenders coming up. So Harry Sutar's uh, seven goals in 17 caps is a bit telling uh, of Australia's uh, offensive style. Uh, okay, uh, he was on the World Cup 22 2022 squad and uh, was a starter in that cup and he has since um, uh, actually returned from a 12-month injury uh, prior to the World Cup so they were uh, very happy that he recovered in time for the World Cup and he has started uh, nine of their last ten games 
uh, not selected for just one match. So uh, Harry Sutar, a definite candidate. Uh, Kai Rolls um, also was a starter in the 2022 World Cup, so that will probably continue. And uh, he uh, got his first cap in 2022, so fairly new to the team and is 25 years old. Uh, he plays for Heart of Midlothian uh, in Scotland. He moved there uh, from Australia in uh, 2022. And uh, he got his first cap as we said in january 2022 started 11 of their remaining 19 games and was subbed in for one and on the bench for two um however a bit of a concern in that he was benched for the last match but that doesn't stop us from considering considering him uh, a definite candidate the final de uh, definite candidate is uh, milos deganak and uh, Milos Daganak has been with the team since 2016 and has 45 caps and one goal and currently playing for Red Star Belgrade in Serbia and uh, he that's actually his fourth time with them. Uh, he's been with clubs in between uh, in the USA and in um, Saudi Arabia. Uh, he has been with the team, uh, as we said, since 2016, born in Serbia, and uh, his first tournament was the 2017 Confederations Cup. Uh, but he's sometimes been a starter and sometimes been a substitute, uh, and uh, that's kind of encapsulated in his World Cup 2022 uh, performance, where he subbed into games one and two, and then got a starting position for the for the second two games. Uh, there. So, um, since the World Cup, oh no, over the last two years, he started eight of their 19 games uh, from January to, uh, sorry, from Jan anyway, over the last two years, uh, eight of their 19 games started, uh, subbed in for four and on the bench for five, um, including the last two. So, uh, injured for one and not selected for one. Uh, recently, though, he has definitely uh, been a substitute, and uh, we think uh, he's kind of the the third string uh, central defender. So he may get on the field here, but we don't think Milo Steganak will be a starter. Let's take a look at the uh, six, oh, oh sorry, the five possible candidates. Thomas Deng. Uh, been with the team since 2018, but only three caps. He was on the roster for the 2022 World Cup, uh, but he, he hadn't been called up for the 2019 Asian Cup. And um, at first, he just wasn't selected, and then he had a long-term injury, so a bit of a tough time getting on the squad. He returned after an almost three-year absence in September 2022 and started two of their remaining 12 games and was on the bench for six. However, he was not selected for the last four matches. So Thomas Deng uh, kind of um, maybe drifting off the squad. Uh, he's playing, by the way, in Japan uh, and uh, looking uh, just uh, like a possible candidate. Uh, Gianni Stensness, uh, has been with the team since 2022 and has just two caps. He wasn't selected for the uh, World Cup in 2022. Over the past two years, he started two of their 19 games and was on the bench for three. But uh, he was injured for the last three games and 
not selected for 11 of those 19 matches. So uh, I don't think that injury is a concern as far as endangering his uh, Asian Cup chances here. Uh, but we will update that uh, closer to the time. We'll only kind of point out injuries if it looks like it threatens their uh, selection for the Asian Cup here. Uh, Bailey Wright is, uh, has been with the team since 2014 and has 29 caps and two goals. Uh, he plays his club soccer in Singapore now, but he was with Sunderland in England before that. And he was part of the Confederations Cup squad in 2017. Actually, he was part of the uh, World Cup squad in 2014. That selection was a bit of a shock. Uh, because it was unexpected. Uh, but after the 2017 Confederation Cup, he wasn't selected for the uh, World Cup in 2018 or the Asian Cup in 2019. But he did come back and uh, uh, earn selection for the World Cup in 2022. So over the past two years, he started four of their 19 games. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for five and not selected for seven others. And that includes the last two matches. So um, he was actually out with an injury for the two matches uh, in October. So uh, our first three selections here uh, were, not, uh, were not available for the, uh, either not available or not selected for the October games. So uh, the next two candidates are maybe coming in uh, just to fill their boots. Uh, but in terms of selection for the Asian Cup, it'll be tough to uh, tough to predict who's going to make it. Maybe the November games will shed more light. Anyway, those two candidates coming in are Alessandro Cercati. Uh, he uh, doesn't have any caps for the... Uh, national team. He was born in Italy and he got his first appearance on the bench in June 2023. So he started uh, one of their remaining four games and was on the bench for the three others. And the other one is Cameron Burgess. He was born in Scotland and is playing for Ipswich in England right now. And uh, he got his first cap even more recently in September 2023 and started two of their remaining games uh, to October 2023 and was on the bench for one other that was the last game. So actually perhaps looking a bit more likely than uh, Alessandro Cercati, but a lot of it comes down to uh, the this, this state of these players for injury. And I don't think we mentioned a couple of players who now seem to be off the field. Uh, surprisingly, one of them is the son-in-law of the manager who uh, kind of suddenly dropped off the team. Uh, he was a starter in the Asian Cup in 2019, but then not selected for the 2022 uh, World Cup and hasn't played since September 2022. Uh, that is Trent Sainsbury. I should have mentioned his name earlier. So he's still playing for his club in Qatar, but uh, seems to be off the national team. Uh, uh, it's it's a bit of a mystery because I don't know why he so suddenly uh, disappeared. He's a veteran with 61 caps and uh, was a starter uh, uh, from the Asian Cup in 2015 onwards. Anyway, we're not supposed to be talking a lot about them, but he's an interesting case, Trent Sainsbury. The other one who seems to be off the uh, team is Harrison Delbridge. 
and we won't go into detail, but we will add the play the players' names to the list if they come back in, uh, 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 even as a sub for the November games. Okay, so in summary of central defenders, we have three players who are definite, Harry Sutar, uh, Kai Rolls, and Milos Deganek. But the backup situation is very uncertain uh, with three of the backup players uh, uh, not showing up in October, whether due to non-selection or injury. Uh, those are Thomas Deng, Gianni Stensness, and Bailey Wright. Uh, and so two players coming in and getting a chance uh, as a result of that, and those are uh, Alessandro Sercati and Cameron Burgess. All right, that is uh, central defense, and we move on to the left back. And we have a likely candidate in uh, Aziz uh, Behic, probably uh, uh, really a definite candidate, but we have a small seed of doubt in our mind, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, we have two possible candidates. Oh, I put Bezic in the wrong spot there. We have two possible candidates in Jordan Boss and uh, Joel King. And uh, we have two players who seem to be off the squad, so we'll just mention them by name. Uh, one is uh, Jason Davidson, and the other is uh, Brad Smith. So again, if they come back into the picture, we will uh, uh, put their names on the list in part two. Meanwhile, let's take a look at these three players. The first is Aziz Behic, a real veteran with the team since 2012, and uh, 59 caps and two goals. And he's basically been a starter uh, ever since the Asian Cup in 2015, and that includes the World Cup in 2022. So over the past uh, two years, he started 12 of their 19 games and was subbed in for two and on the bench for one. And uh, just two matches that he wasn't selected for, although one of them was the uh, second last match. Uh, maybe that's not enough of a seed of doubt uh, for us to make him a likely rather than a definite candidate. But uh, 12 of their 19 games started, um, uh, we'll leave him at the definite uh, or at the uh, likely level. And uh, he, by the way, plays for uh, Melbourne City in Australia, uh, having returned from Scotland and uh, Turkish teams over the past few years. Uh, okay, Jordan Bosch. Uh, Jordan Boss uh, is new to the team since 2023. He got his first appearance on the bench in March. Uh, of 2023 and started two of their remaining six games, uh, subbing in for two on the bench for one, and the only game uh, he missed was due to illness. Uh, so he plays for Westerlo in Belgium, uh, having recently moved there from Melbourne City in Australia. So just 21 years old, uh, Jordan Boss, and uh, uh, a like or a possible candidate there. Uh, the other possible candidate is uh, Joel King, uh, although he seems uh, almost possible but unlikely. Uh, he got his first cap in, no, uh, actually I'll start with his World Cup appearance because he was selected for the World Cup in 2022. He didn't see uh, any field time uh, uh, during the World Cup uh, and he has four caps for the team. 
He plays for Sydney FC in Australia, uh, but did play for uh, Odense in Denmark uh, before that. So he has a bit of uh, uh, experience abroad. So he got his first cap in 2022 and started three of the remaining uh, 19 games. Uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for eight. Uh, and that's where we saw him. Uh, that's where we saw him uh, in the World Cup was on the bench. He was injured, though, for the last two matches. Uh, and all in all, in 2023, uh, he has just made one bench appearance over their uh, six games in 2023. So uh, that's why we say uh, kind of possible, but almost unlikely. Um, uh, but he was injured for the last two of those games and we didn't have any information on the injury so uh, yeah very much in the in the portable uh, uh, category because we really don't know what's going on with him okay so in summary for left backs uh, we have likely almost definite candidate Aziz Behic and among the possible candidates, Jordan Boss and Joel King. And uh, Jordan Boss looking slightly the more likely uh, there. Uh, they'll probably just bring two to the cup. Excuse me, I had to cough there. Okay, over to the right back position. And we have a similar situation with one likely candidate in Nathan Atkinson. And then two uh, possible candidates uh, the first is Ryan Strain, and the second is uh, Lewis Miller. And here, too, uh, we have uh, a couple of players who are less likely than that, which we'll just mention by name. And the first one is uh, Fran Karacic. Uh, and uh, we consider him possible but unlikely, but he hasn't been selected in 2023, so we'll just mention him by name. And then Ryan Grant uh, last played for the national team in March of 2022, so doesn't make our list here. Let's go back to uh, Nathan, uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, our likely candidate. Uh, I mean, he too would probably be a definite candidate, except for uh, a seed of doubt in our mind. So uh, he was, uh, he's been with the team since 2022, Nathaniel Atkinson, and has seven caps and one goal, and he plays for, uh, uh, he plays a sub club soccer in Scotland since 2022, uh, but he was uh, in, no, he wasn't, uh, that's it, that's all, he moved to Scotland in 2022. He was part of the World Cup squad in 2022, um, uh, he started game one, uh, but he was subbed out of that game and uh, lost his starting position, uh, I suspect that's due to injury. Uh, because he wasn't on the bench for game two, and he has been struggling uh, with an ankle injury, um, which may affect his uh, his presence at the uh, at the Asian Cup here. But we'll have to update that when we get to part two. So over the last two years, uh, he got his first cap in March of 2022, started seven of their remaining 16 games, and. Um, uh, subbed in for one and was on the bench for five. So only one match that he wasn't selected for, but he was out with an ankle, ankle injury uh, for the last two. So sorry, I'm mixing him up with another player uh, talking about his ankle injury in the World Cup. Uh, just to clarify that, he was a starter in game one, not on the bench for game two, 
but on the bench for games three and four. So I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, okay, but if he's fit, we think he'll probably be the starter. Uh, but if he's not, it'll be one of these two candidates backing him up. The first is Ryan Strain. So Ryan Strain uh, has been with the team since 2022, uh, has just two caps. He was born in England and is currently playing in Scotland. Uh, having moved there in 2022 from a team in Israel, Maccabi Haifa uh, in Israel. So he wasn't part of the 2022 World Cup squad. And uh, he got his first cap uh, before the World Cup, though, in September 2022. Uh, but just started one of their remaining 11 games from that time, uh, subbed in for three and on the bench for three, and not selected for five matches. So... Um, However, uh, we put him, uh, we kind of bumped him up a little bit uh, in, uh, as a possible candidate because he has gotten onto the field in three of his last four appearances, and that would be due to Atkinson's injury. So uh, he is kind of uh, uh, a possible candidate, especially if Atkinson is injured for the cup. The other one is uh, Lewis Miller. He's brand new. He got his first cap in October of 2023 and started one of their two remaining games and was subbed in for the other. So he also plays in Scotland and moved from Australia in 2022. And uh, he's a young player, uh, 23 years old. Sorry, not as young as I thought. Uh, anyway, young on the squad because he was brought in just recently. Again, probably uh, to cover Atkinson's injury. So uh, that's the case, and we'll just finish by summarizing. Uh, Nathaniel Atkinson is probably the starter there, but because of his injury, uh, it opens a, a bit of the door for Ryan Strain and Lewis Miller, uh, who have both been kind of more involved with the team uh, since Atkinson's injury. Okay, let's move on to the uh, midfield. And we do have a, ca a category for general or versatile midfielders. And we have a candidate uh, uh, at this level because Riley McGree kind of uh, moves all around the field. Uh, you never know what position he's going to pop up in. I think he's even played as a forward. Uh, yes, he did in two games in the World Cup played as a forward. He's uh, coded as a left winger, but really is all over the, the pitch. So uh, we consider him a likely candidate, Riley McGree. He's been with the team since 2021 and has been playing quite a bit, 18 caps uh, and one goal uh, for the 25-year-old. He plays for Middlesbrough in England and uh, did a short stint in the USA uh, and in Belgium. Uh, has not been part of uh, any squad despite uh, being... Uh, on the preliminary squad as far back as the uh, Confederation Cup in 2017. Uh, the 2022 World Cup was his first tournament, but he was a starter in it. And uh, over the past two years, he started nine of their 19 games, subbed in for two and on the bench for four. So that's just four of 19 games that he wasn't selected for. That's why we consider him a likely candidate. However, he was on the field uh, only in two of their last six games. And one of the matches he wasn't selected for was the last match. So that puts a bit of uh, doubt in our minds 
uh, about him, and uh, uh, but we still keep him at the likely level. So he's the only one in that category, and he may pop up anywhere uh, in the midfield. But now let's look at defensive midfielders. And in truth, there's not a lot of difference between uh, defensive and central midfielders for uh, Australia. Uh, but we'll still kind of go according to the their, to their coding. So we saw that Aaron Moy, uh, who was a staple in central defense, uh, has retired. And so uh, these other players uh, are now taking the role. So the uh, definite candidate uh, for defensive midfielders is Jackson Irving. We also have a definite candidate in Keanu Bacchus. Uh, we have a likely candidate in Aidan O'Neill, although uh, he will probably be a substitute. And then we have a couple of possible candidates in Cameron Devlin, and uh, the return in Luongu Massimo, uh, I'll talk about his situation a bit more here, but there is his name, Massimo, sorry, uh, did I say Luongu? His name is Massimo Luongu, if I said it wrong just now. And then one player whose name we'll just mention but seems to be off the squad is uh, Kenny Dugal, uh, last played in June 2022. So let's go back and look at these players. Jackson Irving uh, has been with uh, Australia since 2013. He has 56 caps and eight goals. So uh, that kind of betrays the fact that he sometimes does play as an attacking midfielder, but he's coded as a defensive midfielder primarily. And he plays for St. Pauli uh, in Germany since 2021 and has played in Scotland and England. Uh, for quite a while. Uh, he's known, uh, sorry, okay, so in terms of uh, uh, tournaments, he was uh, not selected for the World Cup in 2014 or the Asian Cup in 2015, but he was for the Confederations Cup in 2017 and has been selected for every tournament since up until the 2022 World Cup where he started all four games. Uh, so over the past two years, he, uh, Jackson Irving has started 13 of their 19 games and uh, subbed in for two and basically uh, not selected for one match. He missed uh, a couple of matches for other reasons, but uh, uh, a definite candidate when he is available, uh, Jackson Irving. His partner, uh, basically, in the midfield is Keanu Bacchus. And, uh, well, I want you to think for a second back to the formations that we talked about, the 4-2-3-1 four, two, uh, four, and the 4-1-4-1. Four, four, uh, usually it was uh, uh, Aaron Moy playing as the uh, defensive midfielder in the 4-1-4-1. Four, one, four, one. Uh, but generally there are two central midfielders, two or perhaps three. And... Uh, uh, in their recent formation, the 4-4-2, this will be the two uh, midfielders in the middle. Uh, I know I'm kind of stating the obvious there, but uh, just uh, if we imagine the formation, we're looking at uh, two or three central midfielders starting. Okay, yeah, uh, Keanu Bacchus, 
uh, has been with Australia just since 2022, uh, and he has eight caps uh, for the national team. But he was selected for the World Cup in 2022, and uh, he got his first cap in September uh, 2022, shortly before the World Cup, and he has started six of their uh, 11 games since that time, subbed in for four and was on the bench for one other. So ever since his start in September 2022, he has always been called up and is increasingly a starter. And I don't think he mentioned, I mentioned that he plays his club soccer in Scotland for St. Mirren since 2022. Okay, the likely candidate is Aidan O'Neill, and uh, Aidan O'Neill is pretty much brand new to the squad since 2023, uh, but he has earned four caps this year. Uh, he plays for Standard Liège in Belgium, that's uh, probably one of the bigger clubs that, uh, that uh, an Australian is on. And he got his first cap in March of this year, uh, started two of their remaining uh, six games, and was subbed in for three and on the bench for one other. So it seems to be working his way uh, into the squad quite nicely, uh, but we consider him uh, probably a substitute uh, rather than a starter. Uh, Cameron Devlin is the first of our two uh, possible candidates, and he has been with the team since 2022, but only two caps. He also uh, plays in Scotland for Heart of Midlothian, uh, since 2021 and he was on the roster for the 2022 World Cup uh, but didn't see any field time there and uh, he got his first appearance on the bench uh, just like Aidan O'Neill, uh, sorry, uh, just like uh, Keanu Backers in September 2022 and started one of their remaining 12 games there, subbed in for one but on the bench for eight others uh, so uh, only two matches that he was not selected for. So, uh, however, those two matches that he wasn't selected for were the most recent ones in October. So uh, he seemed like a likely candidate, uh, at least as a substitute uh, uh, in the tournament. But uh, a bit of a concern that he wasn't selected for the last uh, two matches there. So Cameron Devlin uh, at the portable level because of that. Uh, interestingly, they brought in uh, uh, Massimo Luongo, and I'm happy about that because I like him. Uh, he was on the team since 2014 with 42 caps and six goals. And he also plays for Ipswich in England. We mentioned uh, another player who did. Uh, he's been with teams in England uh, throughout most of his uh, career ever since being on the Tottenham Youth Club since 2011. So he was uh, uh, looking like a, a, an important player on the team uh, ever since his selection for the World Cup in 2014. And he was selected for all the tournaments up to the 2019 Asian Cup, but then uh, kind of disappeared uh, and now has returned after a four-year absence uh, to start the last of their remaining two games. So he returned in October 2023 and uh, started one game and was on the bench for the other. So uh, recently uh, recalled Luongo Massimo. And uh, uh, I mean, the story there, it looks like he's uh, challenging Cameron Devlin uh, for uh, that uh, position, uh, whether either of them will be brought. Uh, 
Anyway, so in summary, uh, no, I'll summarize after we do central midfielders, uh, because for central midfielders, uh, we only have one uh, candidate at the possible but unlikely level, and that is uh, Alex Robertson, who is actually on the roster of Manchester City uh, in England, but actually is loaned out to Portsmouth uh, in England. So kind of an up-and-coming player uh, born in Scotland. And he got his first cap in March 2023, uh, but didn't start any of their remaining six games, uh, but was subbed in for two and on the bench for one, but then for the last three matches was not selected. So uh, kind of uh, peeped his head in uh, and then uh, is out again. My, my, my metaphor uh, kind of fell apart there. Uh, anyway, Alex Robinson, a possible but unlikely candidate. I will put him on the list uh, just because that club affiliation uh, with Manchester City is impressive. But uh, uh, as far as the national team goes, it doesn't look that good. So now uh, we can uh, summarize. So even though these players may be coded as defensive midfielders, if you think of the 4-1-4-1 formation or the 4 4 2 uh, or the 4-4-1-1, they often use that that uh, line of four across the midfield, and these guys will play as, uh, as central midfielders uh, also. So, uh, Irvin Jackson, a definite candidate, along with uh, Keanu Bacchus, those will probably be the two starters. We have uh, Aidan O'Neill, and then uh, Cameron Devlin looked like a likely candidate until missing the last two games. And uh, Massimo looked to be off the squad. Massimo Luongo uh, seemed to be well off the squad until returning for the last two games. So it'll be interesting uh, which of those show up uh, for the November games and uh, which has a better chance of reaching the squad for the Asian Cup. Uh, okay, so um, I think I put uh, Alex Robinson in the wrong place here. So he is coded as a central midfielder. Uh, let us move on to, well, left midfield and right midfield. Uh, I consider these kind of more defensive midfield positions. And uh, Australia has no players coded as uh, left midfield or right midfielders. So uh, we'll move on to left wingers and right wingers, which is a more offensive role. Uh, these can be left attacking midfielders or perhaps even uh, forwards, left forwards, if they use more than one forward. So we begin with Craig Good Goodwin uh, at the likely level. We also have Matthew Leckie at the likely level. And we have two candidates at the portable level in Our Mabil and in Samuel Silvera. So four uh, candidates, and uh, I'm putting them in the wrong place because they're wingers. And uh, just excuse me a second while I have uh, a drink, take a drink here. Okay, we're back, and uh, we have Craig Goodwin to look at. So Craig Goodwin, a likely candidate. Uh, he's been on the team since 2013, but only has 16 caps and two goals. Um, 
he really struggled to uh, to get game time and to be selected for tournaments. So uh, since 2013, he's missed the World Cup in 2014, the Asian Cup in 2015 and 19. Uh, I mean, he basically missed all tournaments until he finally got onto the field for the World Cup in 2022. And not only that, he was a starter uh, in the tournament. Um, uh, there and uh, he has over the past two years uh, well he actually returned after a more than two year absence in January 2022 uh, and started eight of their uh, remaining 17 games up until now and subbed in for five and was not selected for six others but uh, definitely making more inroads into the team than he had before 2022 and uh, currently playing for uh, Al Weda in Saudi Arabia. That's his second stint with them. Uh, but he has been uh, back in Australia, kind of in between, uh, going back and forth from one country to the other. Um, but mostly in Australia early or earlier in his career. So Craig Goodwin, a, a likely candidate. Uh, Matthew Lackey, also a likely candidate, but a little less likely, I would say. Uh, he's a real veteran with the team since 2012. He has 78 caps and 14 goals, and uh, he's only 31 years old uh, with that long history, uh, just like Matthew Lackey. And uh, he plays for Melbourne City in Australia, but he uh, was with Hertha Berlin in Germany from 2017 to 2021 and played for several clubs uh, in Germany. And he's been a part, uh, unlike Goodwin, he's been a part of every tournament uh, since the 2014 World Cup where he was a starter. And he was uh, uh, also a starter in the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. Uh, and over the past two years, he started 10 of their 19 games and he was subbed in for one. But he was out with three separate injuries over the course of that time uh, for six matches. And that includes five of the last six matches. And so that's the concern with Matthew Lackey is uh, injury concern. Uh, out with two separate injuries there in five of the last six matches. And that includes a knee injury uh, for the last three matches. So that would be September and October matches so we'll have to check on his fitness uh, uh, and I should also say that he sometimes plays as a right winger and we'll see why shortly okay Matthew Lackey still though we have him as a likely candidate but a bit of a fitness concern which we'll update in part two and uh, the first of the possible candidates is our Mabil so our Mabil has been with the team since 2018 and has 32 caps. And he plays for uh, Grasshopper in Switzerland. He's really been all over Europe, uh, in Spain, Czech Republic, uh, uh, Denmark, Portugal, and so on. And our Mabil uh, was not selected for the uh, uh, World Cup in 2018, but was for the Asian Cup in 2019, where he was a starter. He was also called up for the World Cup in 2022, but he was just a sub in that tournament. And he has started five of their 19 games over the past two years, subbed in for five and on the bench for four. So just four matches that he uh, 
uh, wasn't selected for. And uh, uh, he also played as a right winger in his only recent start. But we, he's actually uh, coded just as a winger because he plays on the left wing and the right wing. I believe he was on the left wing for those uh, uh, World Cup qualifiers in, from January to March 2022. So I have seen him on both sides. Uh, anyway, I gotta say that looks more like uh, the profile of a likely player than a possible player, but we have him at the possible level and uh, we'll just leave him there for the time being. Uh, the final possible candidate is Samuel Silvera. So he's brand new to the squad with just one cap. Uh, and he got that cap in September of 2023, uh, not as a starter, but as a sub. So he was subbed in for two matches uh, since that time and on the bench for the one other. So uh, making some inroads recently is Samuel Silveri. He plays for Middlesbrough in England, uh, recently moving there from the Central Coast Mariners in Australia. So uh, there we have it. Um, uh, basically, uh, in summary, we kind of have uh, Craig Goodwin and Matthew Leckie uh, sharing this position. Uh, Goodwin making inroads uh, into the position. And Matthew Leckie uh, not necessarily sacrificed for it, but uh, moving over to the right side. Uh, uh, so still playing quite a bit. Uh, Leckie, though, is a bit of an injury concern, which might make room for uh, our Mobile, who, who uh, is quite possible as a selection anyway, even if both of them were fit. Uh, so maybe Samuel Silvera would be more the beneficiary uh, of Matthew Leckie's injury uh if he's called in to replace him let's move over to the right side and we have a definite candidate and a definite starter uh in martin boyle uh and we'll we'll talk about it more but basically uh, the reason lackey and others have been playing there uh was because martin boyle was injured uh we'll come back to that story we have two possible candidates also in marco tilio and in Brandon Borello. And we have a possible but unlikely candidate who I'll mention just by name, uh, but I am gonna put him on the list because there is a slightly uh, a slightly decent chance of him coming, and that is Nastri Irankunda. Nastri Irankunda, the Tanzanian-born uh, uh, player. Um, but uh, that's all we'll say about him, but we will talk more about him uh, if he comes into the picture a little bit more. Uh, but the definite candidate and definite starter is Martin Boyle, uh, who's been with the team since 2018 and really seized the position of right winger uh, over the past, uh, uh, over the time he's been there since uh, 2018. He has 20 caps and six goals, and uh, he plays for. Uh, Hibernian in Scotland is actually his second stint with them uh, since 2022, but he was with them from 2015 to 22 also. He was born in Scotland and actually played for the Scotland uh, under-16 team. Uh, for the Asian Cup in 2019, he was selected for the final squad but injured. And then the poor guy uh, suffered the same fate in the World Cup in 2022, selected or named to the final squad but injured. 
uh, before the tournament. So he has been struggling with a knee injury. Uh, but since his return in September 2023, he has started all three matches just as he did before uh, his injury. So started 10 of the 19 games over the past two years, uh, was on the bench for one, and only two matches that he wasn't selected for, for reasons other than injury. And even those might have been uh, kind of uh, fitness uh, concerns. But anyway, he seems to be back, and I really hope for his sake that he uh, makes this tournament because that's a very unfortunate uh, tournament career for Martin Boyle. Uh, and there we go. Let's move on to the possible candidate, Marco Tilio. So he's been with the team since 2022 and has seven caps. And he's playing for Celtic in Scotland, recently moving there from uh, his team in Australia. And he was selected for the World Cup, Marco Tilio, in 2022. Uh, but he was just on the bench there. And uh, he got his first cap in January 2022, started only one of their remaining 19 games, but he was subbed in for six and on the bench for eight. Uh, he was injured for two of them, so it's just two matches that he wasn't selected for. However, um, those two matches were in October. But it may be that he just wasn't fully recovered from his injury. I think uh, he was the two matches he was injured for were in June and uh, September. Uh, so um, Marco Tilio uh, hopefully will be recovered for the cup. If he is, he's uh, he's probably a substitute uh, rather than a starter because uh, doesn't start often. Uh, but uh, we have uh, another candidate at the portable level in Brandon Borello, and he plays uh, in Australia, but was with a German team, Dynamo Dresden, uh, in 2021 and 2022. He wasn't selected for the World Cup in 2022, even though he's been on the Australian squad since 2019. And uh, he has seven caps and one goal. Uh, so he actually returned after a 15-month absence in March of 2023, so after the World Cup, to start one of their remaining six games. And he was subbed in for four others and uh, not selected for just one match. And uh, basically, we'll see when we get to forwards that he is, uh, even though he's coded as a right winger, he seems to be the backup forward uh, right now. But we'll leave that uh, to when we get to forwards. Uh, so Brandon Borello, uh, not necessarily a, a right winger as he is coded, but uh, uh, a possible candidate probably more at the forward level. So this is the story then on the right wing. We have uh, Martin Boyle as the definite starter, but because he was injured quite a bit, uh, Matthew Leckie uh, played in his position uh, for the most part, uh, including in the World Cup, by the way, on the uh, right wing. And uh, we have two uh, possible candidates in Marco Tilio who was injured for the October games, and uh, Brandon Borello, who actually seems more as a substitute for the forward players. Okay, and now we move on, uh, not to the forwards, but to the forward line. We begin with attacking midfielders, and uh, uh, we start with the likely candidate, Connor Metcalf. Uh, and here we also have uh, Denis Jean-Louis, 
the uh, as a possible candidate. I'm not sure uh, whether he says his name, his French name, in a French way or in an Australian way. So maybe Denis Jean Roux. Uh, and we also have uh, Aidan Frostick as a possible candidate uh, at the attacking midfield position. So let's go back and look at these three players. So Connor Metcalf uh, has been with the team since 2021. Uh, and has nine caps and uh, no goals. Uh, he wasn't selected for the World Cup in 2022, but I gotta say, since that time, he's become increasingly important, uh, you know, moving from a substitute to a starter. And actually, I think they, that he is the reason that over the last three games, they have changed to a 4-4-1-1 system. So I think he would be that supporting uh, midfielder uh, supporting uh, behind the forward. I think they've done that to accommodate him. So I think he's becoming more important, Conor Metcalf. He plays for uh, St. Pauli in Germany. Uh, we saw one other player uh, with that team. And uh, again, becoming more important for the team. And next we look at Denis Jean Roux. So uh, he plays for Toulouse in France. Uh, since 2021, but he, uh, yes, he was born in France, so uh, he wasn't selected for the uh, Asian Cup uh, in 2019, and I, I'm guessing he was around because I have a note on him for the Asian Cup in 2019. Anyway, he got his first cap in 2021, and he started two of their 19 games over the past two years, subbed in for three and on the bench for four. Uh, however, he was not selected for 10, uh, and actually um, that includes not only the last two matches, but eight of the last 10 matches. So uh, he seems to be... Um, uh, in and out quite a bit. So he did return uh, as a sub for two matches in June and September of this year, but uh, not selected in October. So uh, not sure where things are at. We'll see if he's selected in November. Uh, the other possible candidate was uh, Aidan Frostick. Uh, and I was surprised that uh, he was uh, seemed underused in the World Cup. Uh, but then it, it uh, kind of explained now because he went in for ankle surgery in January, uh, which explains that. So he was uh, on the roster for the 2022 World Cup and he even subbed into uh, three games there, uh, two games, nope, three games there. Uh, and I was wondering why they weren't using him more. Uh, but the ankle injury uh, is the concern. Anyway, Aidan Trostick has been with the team since 2017 and has 24 caps and three goals. And he plays for uh, Hellas Verona in Italy right now, but he's been with several clubs in, uh, uh, in Europe, Germany and Netherlands and Austria, and even, uh, uh, oh, and in England. Uh, and he was part of the squad for the Confederations Cup in 2017 but then not selected for uh, the World Cup in 2018 or the Asian Cup in 2019. And as we said, in the 2022 World Cup, he was just a sub, but uh, now that appears to have been because of his ankle injury. 
Uh, and uh, yes, okay, so he started uh, five of their last 19 games over the past two years, and he was subbed in for six and on the bench for one, uh, and not selected for three matches. Uh, but that includes the last match, and uh, that has nothing to do uh, with the ankle injury. So a bit like uh, uh, Denny Jean Rowe, uh, confusing to kind of... Uh, figure out what his status is with the team because he's been in and out so much in his case the ankle injury uh, adding to the confusion so uh, nevertheless two possible candidates in uh, Denis Jean Rowe and Aidan Trostick but um, the story of the attacking midfield is uh, Connor Metcalf who seems to have nailed down uh, the position uh, okay, and uh, we have no players coded as secondary strikers, so we move on to uh, actual forwards. And there we have a definite candidate in Mitchell Duke, and uh, we have a possible candidate in Jamie McLaren, and also in Garan Kual. Uh, actually, we have two others as well uh, Jason Cummings at the possible level, and Nicholas uh, D'Agostino. Uh, at the possible level and uh, we do have a player who seems to be off the squad Adam Taggart uh, last played for the team in September 2022 but we won't add him to the list okay and uh, you know we talked a lot in the World Cup uh, um, in the World Cup uh, uh, media cast on, on Australia about their trouble with scoring we even saw that uh, central defender uh, Sutar is kind of their top scorer. Uh, so they're getting their goals from that play. So really struggling for goals. They did okay uh, in the World Cup, but it's still an issue for Australia uh, where their goals are going to come from. So uh, uh, Mitchell Duke is who they're going with now, but I'm sure he's not scoring as much as they, as they would like or they would hope. So uh, Mitchell Duke has been with the team since 2013, but only has 29 caps uh, during that time. Pretty good uh, scoring ratio with nine goals. Uh, but even though he uh, got his first cap in 2013, he was uh, not on the squad uh, for a long time uh, until the 2022 World Cup. That was his first tournament. Uh, he started all four games in that cup and uh, over the past two years has started 12 of their 19 games, subbed in for three and on the bench for two. So just two matches that he wasn't selected for. So uh, Mitchell Duke now firmly established on the squad. Uh, he plays for uh, a team in Japan, two teams in Japan over the last couple of years and uh, uh, has been kind of associated with Japan uh, since 2015. Uh, okay, so Mitchell Duke, but I got to say, uh, it's kind of in the lack of any other forwards who will score goals for them that he's not only a definite candidate, uh, but almost a certain starter. Uh, Jamie McLaren has uh, kind of moved down to a possible candidate. He's, he's a veteran with the team since 2016, but he only has 30 caps. Again, a reasonable production of eight goals over those 30 caps. Uh, he plays for uh, Melbourne City in Australia since 2019, but has played abroad 
uh, has played abroad. He was with Blackburn's Youth Club in England uh, before turning professional. Um, he's been with the team since, uh, uh, in terms of tournaments, the 2017 Confederation Cup, and uh, always selected uh, there, but only in the Asian Cup in 2019 was he a starter. Uh, but in the 2022 World Cup was just a, a substitute. Um, uh, there he did have some personal problems which maybe uh, affected his psychology. We won't get into it. Uh, also at the possible level is Garan Kuhl. Uh, sorry, I just want to go back to uh, Jamie McLaren and make the point that um, he, was, he wasn't selected for three, uh, the last three matches, and for five of the last six. So he was quite a regular before that, even if he wasn't often a starter. But a bit of doubt thrown onto him uh, uh, due to his recent non-selection. And actually, that's why we moved him down from likely to uh, possible. Okay, now we're ready to move on to Garan Kuhl. So he's been with the team since 2022 with five caps and one goal. Very young player. He's just 19 years old. And uh, uh, he, he's with Newcastle in England. But uh, he's on loan to uh, Volendam in the Netherlands. And um, um, he's actually uh, born in Egypt to parents of South Sudan uh, refugees who settled in Australia. So an interesting backstory to uh, Garan Kuhl, uh, Kuhl. And he was selected for the World Cup in 2022 and came in as a sub for a couple of games. He got his first appearance on the bench in September 2022. And he hadn't started any of their remaining 12 games, but he was subbed in for five and on the bench for three. However, he was not selected for the last three matches. So uh, another player who looked likely uh, until very recently, uh, Garan Kuhl, but we, uh, we still keep him at the possible level here. Uh, the third possible candidate is Jason Cummings, and uh, he's been with Australia since 2022. Just two caps and one goals for him, and he's currently uh, playing in India, just moved there uh, from Australia. Um, uh, but uh, before uh, that, he had played in, in Scotland and England, and actually uh, was on the Scotland team in 2017 and 18, uh, earning two caps with them, but uh, didn't commit to them and was able to uh, transfer over to uh, Australia. So he was born in Scotland. Uh, but has uh, switched his soccer allegiances to Australia. And he was selected for the World Cup in 2022, uh, but only uh, appeared in one game as a substitute there. So he got his first cap shortly before that in September 2022 uh, and started none of their remaining 11 games, but was subbed in for three and on the bench for four. However, he too has not been selected for the last four matches. So uh, Jason Cummins also kind of looking likely, but then not in the picture recently. So um, what's going on here, we may ask. Uh, we'll talk about that soon. Finally, though, let's look at the uh, candidate Nicholas D'Agostino. So he has also been with the team since 2022, has three caps, uh, even though he's 33 years old. 
and he plays for Viking in Norway, uh, moving there recently from his team in Australia. So he wasn't selected, Nick uh, D'Agostino, uh, for the 2022 World Cup, uh, and actually uh, returned after a 15-month absence in September of this year, uh, not starting any of their remaining three games, but subbing in for one. Uh, however, he was injured for the last two matches, so looked like he was getting his chance and then got injured. Probably uh, brought in to replace uh, some of those players who were not selected for the October or for the recent games in the fall. So a bit confusing as to what's going on here because in summary, we only have uh, Duke Mitchell, uh, Duke Mitchell, um, really as a definite candidate and uh, as a as a candidate at all because some of the others are in doubt even though they're possible candidates they didn't play recently so uh what's going on here well uh, as i mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, the right winger brandon borello seems to be the uh main substitute as a forward he even started one game uh, as a forward so uh, they're, again, very thin on forwards. I imagine some of these possible candidates will come back. Uh, it was Jamie McLaren who subbed in for him during the World Cup, but uh, because he seems to be drifting out of the picture here, uh, Brandon Borello is taking over that role. But still, uh, uh, a lot of problems in the forward line for uh, Australia, uh, therefore, is not getting as many goals as they would like. And now we have uh, these candidates who are not being selected or who are injured uh, recently. So that seems to be the biggest issue uh, on the team. And actually, that brings us nicely into uh, closing thoughts, uh, the first part of section three. So uh, uh, closing thoughts, uh, we don't see a whole lot of change from the World Cup squad, but but we do more in the last couple of months in September and October with some players uh, not being selected and also some play, players injured. Most of those will probably recover from their injury, but perhaps the manager is kind of thinking of some last-minute changes. And the other closing thought is, is uh, uh, their trouble uh, with goals and forwards. So... Uh, really, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, a couple of players brought in uh, in November, uh, maybe a couple of new names, uh, and I'm sure we'll see a couple of the uh, possible candidates coming back in for the no November games because, you know, right now they only seem to have one uh, forward, but, they, you know, most teams bring four or five to the cup. Okay, uh, and now let's finish with the preview of part two. Uh, so we will be bringing you that podcast when the uh, final teams are selected. And uh, at that time, we're going to look at notable non-selections. So that would be uh, players we expected to see who didn't make the final squad. Uh, surprise inclusion, so players we didn't really expect to uh, make the final squad who are selected. Uh, any new players, there's always a couple that uh, pop up because of good club play. Uh, and finally, we'll give an update on injuries. So we have seen a few injuries here. Uh, none of them uh, really uh, 
seem like they're long-term injuries at the moment, but uh, we need to get closer to the cup to really comment on them. So uh, we will do that. All right, that brings us to the end of uh, Australia. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. I'd like to thank Navur Avachan and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap. <laughs>